Welcome to the Say When Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of intuitive eating, body acceptance, and challenging diet culture. I'm your host, Holly Toscanini. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a fear that many of us hold deep in our hearts, the fear of letting go of the pursuit of a perfect body. We're bombarded by images and messages that tell us we must be thinner. But what if I told you that your true happiness, confidence, and health are achievable right here, right now in the body you're already in? Let's break this down together using science, intuition, and a little bit of humor. Welcome to Say When. I'm your host, Holly Toscanini. This podcast is for any woman who's had enough of restrictive diets, feeling bad about their bodies, or putting their lives on hold until they lose the weight. If you've had enough of diet culture, then it's time to say when. Hello again, and welcome back to the podcast. So I hear you. You're sick of diets and dieting. You're tired of the constant restriction, guilt, and anxiety around your food choices and the shame of regaining any weight you might have lost. You're ready to try intuitive eating and accepting yourself and and your body just the way it is right now. But then you think, what if I stop trying to control everything I eat? If I give myself permission to eat whatever I want, whenever I want it, will I ever be able to stop? Or what if I never lose this weight? Or worse yet, what if I gain more? It's totally normal to be afraid, and I want you to know I understand where it's coming from. We exist in a world that idolizes thinness. This thin ideal pressures us to maintain or achieve a specific body size or shape. Many of you might have dieted most of your life. I know I have. And that makes the concept of not being on a diet feel like uncharted territory. There's this illusion that dieting gives us control. I mean, there's rules and structure. And abandoning this feels like entering a black hole, not to mention the pervasive and incorrect idea that thin automatically equals healthy. But there's hope. There's always hope. So let's talk about how we can address and navigate this fear together. Let's start with an emotional deep dive. Could our fear of weight gain be masking deeper issues? As we explore the concepts of intuitive eating, let's also cultivate self-compassion and self-awareness. Now, certainly the fear of weight gain is multifaceted, and it's often rooted in the pressures we get from society and our deeply ingrained beliefs about our own self-worth and attractiveness. However, it's also possible that this fear is a manifestation or underlying psychological or emotional concern. Let's get into this idea a little more and its relationship with intuitive eating, self-compassion, and self-awareness. Now, for many women, society's messages have intertwined self-worth with physical appearance, and the desire to maintain or achieve a certain body weight or shape may be rooted in the belief that worthiness, love, and acceptance are all contingent upon looking a specific way. For some, controlling food and weight could be a way to feel a sense of order in an unpredictable world, and the fear of weight gain might be a proxy for a fear of losing control in other areas of our life. And traumatic experiences can lead individuals to disassociate from their bodies. Maintaining a particular weight or engaging in dieting behaviors might serve as a way to distance ourselves from our bodies or to exert control over a body that once felt violated. 
Restrictive eating or dieting can also serve as a distraction from painful emotions or as a way to exert control over any emotional chaos we have in our lives. The fear of weight gain may mask a deeper fear or unresolved emotional pain. Now, on the other hand, intuitive eating encourages us to tune into our body's cues, and this fosters a more harmonious relationship with food. This approach can dismantle the idea that our worth is tied to our diet or body size, and it promotes eating based on internal signals rather than external rules. Now, by practicing self-compassion through all of this, we can start to break the cycle of self-judgment and criticism that often comes with weight concerns. Self-compassion teaches us to treat ourselves with the same kindness and understanding as we would a dear friend. And this approach can be particularly healing for those who fear weight gain as it's tied to feelings of self-worth. Cultivating self-awareness means diving deep into your beliefs, emotions, and triggers. And by understanding the root cause of your fear of weight gain, you can address the underlying issues more effectively. For instance, if a woman realizes her fear stems from a need for control, she can seek other, maybe healthier ways to find some stability in her life. See, self-awareness also means recognizing the external pressures and societal norms that contribute to our weight fears. And by acknowledging these pressures, women can begin to challenge and then distance themselves from these harmful societal narratives. See, happiness isn't a dress size. Think back to a time when you actually reached a goal weight. Did it magically make all your dreams come true? Chances are it didn't. See, happiness isn't found in a number on the scale. It's woven into the fabric of meaningful connections, our passions, and self-love. Confidence comes from the inside. It's how you feel, not how you look. I know it sounds cliche, but it's scientifically true. Confidence doesn't come from looking a certain way. It comes from embracing who you are. Research has found that body appreciation and acceptance lead to greater self-esteem and psychological health. Also, I want you to remember that health is holistic. It isn't just about weight. It's also about emotional well-being, movement, nourishment, and joy. A recent study found that a health-at-every-size approach involves health markers like, or improves health markers like blood pressure without focusing on weight loss. You deserve to pursue your dreams right now. Don't let the scale dictate your dreams to you. You're capable and deserving of them right now. Remember, life is too short to wait around for the perfect body that probably doesn't exist anyway. Now, there are four steps we can take to release our fear of weight gain. One, we can practice intuitive eating. Two, we can start to question the thin ideal. Three, we can reframe control. And four, we can practice body neutrality. So let's start with intuitive eating. See, dieting often creates food anxiety and guilt, and that can contribute to disordered eating patterns. Intuitive eating, on the other hand, promotes a more relaxed approach to food, where no food is off limits or labeled as bad. You see, our bodies are wonderfully intelligent and they know what they need. Intuitive eating is all about reconnecting with your body's inherent wisdom. Still worried about gaining weight? Well, intuitive eating is not a diet. It's a philosophy that nurtures a healthier attitude towards food and body. 
Studies show it doesn't lead to weight gain, but rather stabilizes weight as your body finds its natural, happy place. Intuitive eating can boost mental health and metabolic health and even bring joy back to eating. We also want to celebrate those non-scale victories in life. Intuitive eating is a self-care eating framework rooted in listening and responding to your body cues about hunger, fullness, and satisfaction rather than relying on any external diet rules. The focus is on internal awareness and the body's inherent wisdom. So starting with intuitive eating and body acceptance that can feel a little overwhelming, especially if you've been entrenched in diet culture for a long time. So baby steps are crucial to feeling uh, prevent feeling overwhelmed and to gradually build a sustainable, positive relationship with food and your body. You can start by reading the book on intuitive eating called Intuitive Eating by Evan Triboli and Elise Reich. Listen to and share body-neutral positive uh, podcasts or any podcasts that are dedicated to intuitive eating. These often offer really great insights, expert interviews, and real-life experiences. Next, you want to try to see food neutrally. Release any judgments that label certain foods as good or bad and understand that in intuitive eating, all foods can fit into a balanced life. The key is to listen to how they make your body feel. You also might want to consider just getting rid of your diet books and calorie counters and any tools that have perpetuated this diet mindset. And start by allowing yourself to eat foods you've previously had off limits. This might feel scary at first, but it's really a step towards food freedom. Next, you want to pay attention to your internal dialogue. I mean, would you really say things to a friend, the kind of things that you say to yourself? Probably not. Work on being a little kinder in your self-talk and maybe even consider keeping a journal where you can express your feelings and reflect on your intuitive eating journey. Next, let's question the thin ideal. This means stepping back and challenging those societal beliefs around weight. Questioning this thin ideal is an essential step for women seeking to break free from the cycle of dieting and really embrace body neutrality and body acceptance. The thin ideal, deeply ingrained in a lot of cultures because of media representations, tells us that thinness equals happiness, success, and worthiness. Challenging this belief can pave the way to a healthier relationship with your body. So maybe read about the history and origins of beauty standards, understanding that these ideals change over time and across cultures. This can help put the current thin ideal into better perspective. And remind yourself that those images that you see on social media are usually airbrushed or put through a filter of some kind. Understand that companies that promote these ads profit from our insecurities, right? So try to follow body-neutral influencers and consume media that represents diverse body types. Seeing a variety of different shapes and sizes of bodies celebrated can help challenge the idea that thinness is the only way to be beautiful. And again, take some time to journal or meditate on any personal beliefs about weight and beauty that you have. Ask yourself, where did these beliefs come from? I mean, are they really your beliefs or have they been adopted from society's standards? Next, you want to recognize and value qualities in yourself and others that aren't all about how you look. I mean, are you also kind, smart, creative, and resilient? 
Every body is unique and comparison can lead to dissatisfaction. So recognize that everyone is on their own journey and it's okay to focus on your own path without measuring it against somebody else's. Identify and challenge diet culture in everyday life. This could be deflecting comments about good or bad foods or even casual conversations about the latest diet fad. By recognizing these things when they come up, you can begin to detach yourself from them. And understand that everybody has moments of doubt or insecurity. And practicing self-compassion means treating yourself with kindness and understanding that during these times, rather than harsh judgment, you want to be gentle with yourself. Understanding the principles of health at every size that I mentioned earlier can also further just cement the idea that health isn't determined solely by weight or body size. Challenging the thin ideal is an ongoing process, and it's important to remember that cultural messages about thinness have been, have been reinforced in us over a lifetime, so it's natural for this relearning and unlearning process to take a little bit of time. Now it's time to reframe control. It's not about battling our bodies, it's about trusting them. This should be a partnership, not a war. See, Many cultures idealize specific body types, and that leads us to engage in this continuous effort to try to reshape our bodies to fit these changing standards, often at the cost of our own well-being. The feeling of being at war with our bodies promotes a cycle of dieting and restricting and over-exercising or doing a whole bunch of other potentially harmful stuff. It operates on the idea that our bodies are somehow inherently flawed and they need to be fixed or controlled. When we're at war with our bodies, we become disconnected from their natural signals, like hunger and fatigue and any other cues. They're just ignored or overridden, and that can lead to some potential health problems. The body has an ingrained inherent wisdom. It knows when it's hungry, when it's full, and when it needs rest, and when it needs movement. So trusting our bodies means tuning into these signals and respecting them. Trusting the body requires a foundation of self-compassion. It means understanding that our worth isn't determined by our size or shape and treating our bodies with kindness and respect. By trusting our bodies, we create a space for healing, both physically and emotionally. We allow ourselves to recover from the effects of chronic dieting, over-exercising, or other forms of self-harm. You see, it really is a partnership, not a war. And viewing the relationship with our body as a partnership means recognizing that both our conscious decisions and our body's natural processes work in tandem to achieve well-being. In any partnership, respect is crucial. It means honoring our body's signals, providing it with nourishment without judgment, and listening when it tells us something's gone wrong. A partnership perspective implies that we have a long-term relationship with our bodies. It's not about quick fixes or temporary changes, but building a lasting, harmonious relationship. Lastly, is body neutrality. So I get it. Going from hating your body to loving your body can seem like a pretty big leap. So let's aim for somewhere in the middle. Let's aim for neutrality. It's viewing our bodies without having any real strong judgment or opinion, and it can be so freeing. For many women, our self-worth and self-image are deeply tied to how we think we look. And over time, these perceptions can become colored by messages from society, 
past experiences or any personal biases we have leading to really strong judgments about how our bodies look. Now, these judgments can show up as critical thoughts, constantly comparing ourselves to others, or even feeling like we're just never going to be good enough. And the mental energy we spend on these judgments distracts us from other fulfilling and productive things we could be doing with our lives. Whether it's not wearing certain clothes because we think they make us look fat or avoiding going out with friends or even not taking vacations that require shorts and bathing suits, this judgment limits our life experiences. It prevents us from living life fully. Viewing the body through a neutral lens means observing it without assigning any sort of value judgment to it. That doesn't nececessarily mean you love every aspect of it or feel ecstatic about your appearance, but that you accept your body as it is without any harsh criticisms. Done. This perspective is freeing because it liberates you from the cycle of self-criticism and allows you to engage with life more authentically. Instead of centering your experiences around how you look or what you think others think about your appearance, you're able to focus on what you think, how you feel, and the actual experience that you're having. Without these strong judgments, you can recognize that self-worth is multifaceted. It's not just about appearance, but also about character, abilities, relationships, experiences, all of it. When self-worth is derived from these multiple sources, it's more resilient. A negative comment or some perceived flaw just becomes a part of the larger self-concept, and that reduces its impact on you. I want to tell you a quick story about my client Elaine and her experience. See, Elaine's a woman in her mid-40s, and for most of her life, she avoided beaches because she felt super self-conscious in a swimsuit, and she always judged her body against everybody else's body on the beach. Every summer, she declined invitations from friends or family, and she was really missing out on all that fun. One day after she had completed a self-awareness workshop, Elaine decided to view her body neutrally, and she practiced at it. She acknowledged her feelings, but chose not to let them dominate her choices. She decided she was going to wear a swimsuit and went to the beach with her friends. And while she did have some moments of insecurity, her focus wasn't on judgment, but about the experience she was having. The sand, the waves, the joy, the fun... And by the end of the day, she realized she'd had one of the best times in years, and not because her body had changed, but because her perspective had. I want to leave you with this thought. Imagine the freedom, the joy, and the vibrant health waiting for you when you release the pursuit of a certain type of body. Let's journey together towards body acceptance, intuitive eating, and living life fully, no matter what the scale says. Laugh at diet ads. Embrace your beautiful selves and say when to never having to diet again. So listeners, let's continue to challenge diet culture. Let's embrace our bodies and truly listen to what they have to say. Thank you for tuning in to the Say When podcast. For more episodes, resources, and insights, be sure to subscribe. Until next time, keep trusting yourself and your body. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Say When, the podcast for women who've had enough of diet culture and are ready to get on with their lives. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, send me a DM through Instagram at Holly Toscanini, or you can find me on my website, hollytoscanini.com. Thanks for joining me.